Welcome to the Midco Sports Network Podcast. Here's your host, David Brown. It's another edition of Trap D with Travis Traphag. Another good weekend for you guys. 2-0, big wins over you Mary Minot State. 80-62 over the Marauders. 87-53 over the Beavers. Very much, it seemed like to me, a taking care of business trip. It was. Um, all in all, just when it's a long trip like that. And that's cold, a long, long trip. trip. We, we end up leaving Thursday, probably at about 1.30, you know, so Coach Bergen could ride with us, um, you know, after he got done teaching a little bit. So we, we, we got up there. Um, always a scary, scary game playing Mary. You know, you know, they're just a very good team at home. And like you said, we kind of had a business-like type effort and, and honestly uh, played really well. Other than maybe the second quarter, you know, we, we maybe settled a little bit too much and we kind of had, a, I think we had a 13-point lead, and they and they tied it at half, you know. And then we just kind of came out and did what we were supposed to do in that second half, and then made the long trip further up north, and and against a Minot team that's struggling a little bit. But I just thought from the get-go, uh, we kind of put the foot on the pedal, and we went, and and before you knew it, we were up 20, and kind of had a, I don't want you never want to say a comfortable that that would be wrong, but but once you get up like that, I, I just thought we we had a, a a nice effort all weekend long. So you marry on Friday, uh, got out to a great lead in the first quarter. You were up 16-4 to four at one point. As you mentioned, the second quarter was kind of maybe the, the one you'd want to have back because they come back, they tied up at halftime. But the third quarter is the key because you outscored the Marauders 32-14. to 14. What worked so well in that third quarter just coming out of halftime? I just think being aggressive. You know, I, I wouldn't say we did anything different. We didn't make major adjustments. You know, we, we zoned a little bit in the first quarter, uh, and they figured some things out. So we, then we went man, and they – that was probably in the second quarter. And when you have Cassie Asvig, you know, if as we were talking the, the next night, she had, what was it, 45? She had 45 against SMSU the game after yeah, your guys' game. You know, and she's just a kid that just requires so much attention. You know, where are you going to double from or how are you going to help and all those. And, and I again, I don't know if we were terrible in the second quarter as much as, like, they were just pretty good, you know, and, and kind of the game went the way I thought it would. And then in the third quarter – we just kind of got ourselves, if you want to use that term, going downhill, sharing the basketball. I believe we, we had close to 20 assists again on, on Friday night. You know, and when you're sharing the basketball that way, you have a tendency, and the ball went in. Um, one kid who's been instrumental, just in my opinion, since Christmas is, is Jesse Gear. Um, is really attacking the rim, shooting the ball better. Uh, another one is Augusta Thramer, is, is, has been playing really well. And, and we're going to have our our constants when you got Mariah and we have Hummel, you know, and when you play good hope, you know, she just able to spread the floor so well when bigs want to be able to guard her. And then of course, then you got JC who does all the workman like type things, but we're just in a, in a, in a good place. You know, we're in a good place. We, we started getting Lauren Sanders a couple more minutes here this weekend, uh, Andy Mataloni, you know? So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think there was anything in that third quarter that was just drastically done different. But when you see the ball go in a little bit and you get a couple stops, you know, I was I was surprised, to be honest with you, when, when the game got done because we left. The second the game got done, the kids were told, hey, shower, we're getting up to Minot right away because it's a long drive. And looking at that box score, when I was talking to Tom Frederick on my radio show after, I was shocked when I saw 32 as well. That That's a lot of points. And, again, to do it on the road, uh, I couldn't be more proud of the kids. 
couple milestones to point out from that game. Kaylee Hummel went over 1,500 career points. Mariah Zemanski went over 1,000 career points. Uh, for the game specifically, someone you just talked about, Jesse Gear, she had a season-high 21 points. J.C. Hinker tied a career-high with 16 rebounds. Just another, as you said, all-around performance. We, we talked way back when on how the depth of this team was probably its biggest asset, and it's showing itself right now. Yeah, and I think, you know, we are veteran. We got plenty of upperclassmen, but kids are really starting to understand what their roles are well. You know, and, and, what, and what sucks sometimes is we got some kids on the bench that I need to play more. You know, like an Amanda D'Agostino right now has proven long athlete that just gets her hands on basketballs, our post kids. You know, you know but our kids are buying into what we're doing. And, and again, if, if you can have that and have kids supporting each other when your name is called – Hey, go go make the most of your opportunity. It's just it's it's a fun year, and it and the only sad part is when you think about there's ten games ago, and this year is going to be done. Before it wasn't that long ago, you're given the statement that hey, we got long season, we got 28 games, you know, before you get to playoffs, this and that. So you know we're going to cherish each and every week, and and our kids are just they have that, and I've used the term a couple times, the workmanlike mentality. You know, we don't kill them during the week anymore. We gave them today off, which is a Monday. You know, we'll go hard tomorrow on Tuesday. Wednesday, we'll start prepping, you know, for, for Upper and Winona a little bit. Uh, probably probably try to go hard for maybe an hour 15. And then Thursday is kind of a, a light walkthrough, and you're playing on Friday, Saturday again. So I hope between my staff and, and our strength staff, who, who still we, we still lift and stretch and, and do, do a lot of different things, that it's always the teams that are the freshest coming down the stretch. And, I listen to enough podcasts and other coaches that that's always a worry. By the time you get to the end of the year, are your kids gassed or are they going to have the energy for that second run? And I just think that's where all that hard work comes at in the preseason is to get yourself ready for that. Well, speaking of hard work, your defense was great again against you, Mary. You forced 20 turnovers that turned them into 30 points. That was a theme going way back to your Wayne State road win. It just seems like when your defense is able to create turnovers, you don't just create turnovers, you actually take advantage of them. Yeah, and, and the crazy thing is when we're turning people over, we're not really doing it in the full court. You know, we, we've, we, we'll so it's press, not a lot of pressing. Yeah, yeah, we, we'll press a little bit, but it's not with probably the intent to steal it all the time. Like, it, we're just pretty decent when we get into the half court, but we've really tried to turn up the pressure a little bit more on what we're doing on ball screens. And, you know, we've just said we've got kids like a Jesse, uh, a Hannah Jones, a Gustav Raymer. We got Mariah some kids that are really athletic that we say, then, then go do your thing, you know, in terms of trying to disrupt, you know, then we have some kids that maybe aren't as athletic in terms of denying and doing different things. So we said, then that's where we kind of get into what we call like a pack line where you could be more of a helper. So we, we've, we've kind of flipped instead of making a whole team do everything the same as we're just trying to say, Hey, you know, do what you do really well. And if you can get after people, you know, and, and, and create some havoc that will help out as well. So nothing, I don't want to give our staff and myself, too much credit because it isn't anything that we're doing we're pretty vanilla uh with what we do but our kids are just doing a good job and, and they're playing with with confidence and, and i'm i'm a big believer in the less kids have to think about everything that they need to do about this scout or i'm going to guard this way this way like our kids know what we're doing and i always say do it well and if it's not working then allow me to do my job and adjust and, and our kids are kind of buying into that and and i think it's showing right now with the way we're playing so Minot State on Saturday after the win over you, Mary, on Friday, and you jump on the Beavers from the get-go. You lead this one wire to wire. Yeah, you know, um, they started the game in a triangle and two um, on Hummel and, and Mariah, and, you know, and, and Gus was ready to go right away. I mean, in the first 
probably 30 seconds. She hits two threes, gets herself to the rim. You know, before you know it, we're up 10. You know, and then that lead extends to past 20 right away. And, yeah, we just kind of did what we were supposed to do right away. Um, you know, we, we did a, a pretty good job defensively. We, oh, I always forget their, their stud's name. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, for, yeah. I'm forgetting it, too, because yeah, I don't have yeah, the box yeah, score um, in front of me. I don't have, but, but, again, very good player for him. She's averaged about 17 a game. And, and we made some mistakes on her going underneath some screens and this, that, and they made us pay for it. You know, so even though we got up, there was a lot to learn. Uh, we were able to space them. They're a little bit – they played a lot of bigger kids, you know, fours and fives, you know, and we were able to kind of space them and attack and, and pitch and share it. And when you – and we, we shot close to 50%. You know, we turned them over a number of times. Like, if you do that, that's usually a pretty good recipe for success. Great balance scoring-wise. I know you don't draw it up this way, but Kaylee Hummel, Augusta Thramer, Jesse Gear have 15 apiece, Mariah Zemanski with 14. So, again, I know you didn't – probably plan it that way but you really can't ask for much balance better balance scoring and and everybody got an opportunity to get in and play in that in that game we were able to kind of keep some minutes down a a little bit and you know we we did you know the only thing that was probably you know and I don't mean this good bad and different but like we we were up 22 or something along those lines in the second half and and our goal was I wanted I wanted at 30 going into the third I mean excuse me into the fourth quarter you know just so we could get a number of kids in this net and we played pretty well for a while, and then we just kind of took a little bit of a break on the defensive end, where not as sharp, and that's where they got some of those easy baskets, and 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 we end up going into the fourth, basically up twenty one or twenty two. You know, other than that, you know, we're trying to sometimes when you get in those games and you get you get up a little bit bigger, you know, you want to be able to cre- create some short term goals <clears throat> as well, you know, you know, just so they have something to play for, you know, and and I just didn't think that would probably be the one moment probably mid mid to late third quarter where where I always use the term cool where we kind of got cool where we weren't guarding the way we should you know we had a number of of easy layups that we missed you know and when you do that just nine out of ten times they the, the opposing teams when when they're good they're going to come back and, and make you pay for that but but that is such a small part of the weekend that overall when you when you go on a seven eight hour bus ride you know you're going to play you know, two teams in the north that, you know, when you play north teams, there's only two trips you go on, you know, and this is one of them. And, and now in a couple of weeks, we get another long trip to go up to Bemidji Crookston. Uh, but you just want to make sure that you, that you play well. And, and, and our kids did. And I couldn't be more proud. And it, it, we're sitting in a good spot. I always say what 10 games ago, I've used this same speech for every year that I've ever coached is like, you want to give yourself with 10 games to play in the season, something to play for. Are you playing for something right now? And I think there's a lot lot to be said about being where we're at you know hopefully winning a maybe a south division championship hey we need a little bit of help but we'd like to win an overall you know there's regional there so again we're going to take it one game at a time but before you know it it's just like when you're when you're a little kid and it's getting close to christmas time and you make that (laughs) chain and you know we basically instead of saying how many days until christmas we got a chain where we got 10 games to go you know and we're going to have goals of what we think we need to do to be able to maybe win that south division or maybe the overall and and if you do some of those things, you're going to put yourself in an opportunity at least to be selected uh, for an NCAA tournament bid. Certainly have been playing well, obviously, of late. One final note on Minot State, because it was the key against you, Mary, as well, turnovers. You guys only had six. You forced 23. You got 21 points off those 23 turnovers. And not to sound like a broken record, but when you have that consistency, that breeds confidence. And if anybody's listened to me on our, our pregame shows or going through these podcasts, the one thing that we've really stressed probably for the last month or since since Christmas is getting better on the defensive end, you know, because I thought the two losses that we had this year 
And all honesty, when we lose to Duluth and you give up 84, you know, that's ridiculous, giving up that many points in my opinion. Now, they were great that night, so take nothing away. But you're not going to win games when you do that. And then we turn around and we give up a ton against St. Cloud. And, and I always thought if there was ever going to be a, a nemesis or something that would hold this team back, it was it was our ability to say, hey, how important we make every stop. How important is it to say we're going to do things the right way? Because I was struggling as a coach to be able to get through to our team. And I just think we've done a good job. Uh, my assistant, Carly uh, Jeffrey, who's been with me for one year here, is doing a fantastic job. Coach Bergen, you know, I don't mention him enough. Uh, guy who's been with me for six years. We just we just understand what we expect from our kids. And, you know, when, when Coach Bergen and Coach Jeffrey can say exactly the same message that I'm going to say, sometimes it resonates maybe a little bit more. Um, from an assistant because I'm well aware I probably become white noise at this point <laughs> of the year to our kids. But they're having fun. They're, they're busting butt. They're doing what they're told, and, and it's showing in our win-loss record. Upper Iowa and Winona State this week at the Stewart Center. Peacocks, they hadn't won a conference game in two seasons. They have a new coach, Nate Oakland. They're coming off a nice week and probably should have won both their games, but they end up splitting. And then you've got the Warriors who won five of seven. What challenges do each of those teams uh, present to you start with Upper Iowa? Yeah, Upper, you know – the biggest challenge is not listening to the outside noise. Uh, well, you guys will beat up Rye. Well, they've only won one game. Like, that's garbage. I'm like, Nate, I've known Nate for a long time. He does a great job, and, and he's making them very competitive. Like you said, maybe could have won two, beat Concordia. Was there was there one they, win? They beat Crooks, they beat Crooks in this yep. past weekend and then and lost then they, an OT to Bemidji State. Yeah, and they're a good team. Like, we're not going to just look at a record and just say automatically say, oh, we'll just assume that we'll win, you know, by any means. So – you know, we go through there, and then Winona, we've always – we've kind of developed a nice rival type. You know, I just say we got a lot of respect, you know, for Winona. And I think Coach Ballard does a great job. You just know what you're going to get every single year when you play him. And, and that'll be a tough game. And <clears throat> we always rewind time. Was it four years ago, you know, when we had the, the infamy – Oh, the Varsho you know, three yeah, and, the, you know, and the celebration yeah, technical. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, every year since then, it comes right down to the buzzer. I mean, every year. It's never like, oh, boy, you know, they beat us really bad or we beat them. It, You know, last year, if I remember right, we're at our place. I mean, we're up like – don't quote me here, but, I mean, I felt like we were up 15, 16, 17 points going into the fourth quarter. And they kind of play zone. Next, you know, they come back and they get it all the way down to two or three. You know, it's just it's just the way it is. You know, and he's doing a great job here this year. So, it, it should be fun it, when we have the 10 games to go. You know, I believe that we have four games on the road – you know, yep. and those would be Bemidji, Crookston, Winona, and Upper, Winona and Upper, and then we have six games at 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 home. So you know, so yeah, I think it's sitting pretty good. But again, we need to make sure that we take care of business at home. And again, we gave our kids the day off today. You know, just to rest and roll. They got to come in and get a sweats and stretch and lift with our with our our strength staff. Um, but from there, you know, we'll have a focus. We'll have a focus starting on Tuesday, and you know. By this point of the year, I use the phrase, it is what it is. You know, we're not changing who we are. We're just going to try to get better, you know, maybe keep adding some things that we, we, we steal from people or way we think that we can maybe attack some things. But, but again, our kids will be ready, and, and we'll work hard to make sure that they have that focus level. And you, you've alluded to it, just the, the overall state of your team, how you're in a good place right now, where you are in the season. As you mentioned, 10 games left. We're, we're technically now more than halfway through the conference season. You've played 12 conference games. you got 10 left. Something you mentioned with the Minot game where you wanted them to get up like 30 before the end of the third quarter. Like, are, are small 
how how do you balance small goals right now, keeping your team motivated with with bigger goals of where you want to go? Because as you mentioned, with a seventeen and two record, this isn't just about winning the South or winning the NSIC. Like you have region national aspirations. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and that's a great question, Dave. You know, I, I think with this group, I need to make smaller goals. You know, because it's easy just to look at the the long term. You know, and that's how that's how, in my opinion, we were pretty average defensively for a while we just look hey we it's always we always get up 10 or 15 points uh yeah you know whatever now all of a sudden we take two or three plays off and it just and it and it, and it hurts us so we we honestly have short-term goals almost like going into every media timeout okay every five minutes you know talking about winning every five minutes we we try to keep score on those types of things and when it's going well maybe we don't push it as much but but we know we know i just think it's one of these things with kids and all the things that they have in life and they're, you know, I'm not saying everybody's given everything, but I'm like, it's a different culture that we live in. And, and there's just something to be said about appreciate what you got in working hard for what you, what you earn, you know? And I just think those are things that if I'm coaching right now, I probably coach on that aspect way more about short term. Hey, you do the things you're supposed to do. And if you take care of those short term things, we will reach our long term goals, but some it's easy for kids now to look, Hey, we got 10 games to go. Like, it'd be pretty easy to say, oh, we're sitting good. Yeah, right now we are. But what happens if we go lose two at home this weekend? It's not so good. So I just think there's got to be a process with everything that we do. And and we almost make that a process on a day-to-day basis because just this group, this group I think needs needs a little bit more of the short-term, you know, aspirations, short-term goals than, than what long-term. Because those will take care of themselves. Uh, before I know it, like I said, less than a month we'll be finding out here hey who we're playing in the in the in the conference tournament are we playing at home are we on the road like you know and that and that and that's fun you just want to make sure that 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 last couple weeks are are really meaningful and you have something to play for last one i'll ask you i've noticed in in pictures in the past maybe back when you were at augie your sideline attire you you would wear the full suit back back in the day you were a full suit now you're kind of a little more casual got the slacks and the button up every now and then you'll put on a sweater so 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 what is your preferred coaching sideline attire yeah Yeah, i would say back when you're younger i probably cared what people thought of me (laughs) i'll be honest with you i mean there's it is i mean i'm gonna buy the nicest suits and try to look as fancy as you can as you get older Hey, I'm married. I have kids. I'm I'm not out to impress. You don't need a tie. No, you know, and if I wear a tie, I'm so superstitious that if it's going good, I'll keep it on. If it's going bad, I'll take it off anyway. So I'm always like, well, what's the point of even wearing it? You know, the funny thing you said that I started with a tie and a sweater at Mary here this weekend. And first quarter went good, so kept everything the same. Second quarter... We got to about the media. It wasn't going good. So what happened? I took it off. So maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's a reason why we got better. But, you know, honestly, as you go through, every sport's so different. I mean, I wish I could be a volleyball coach. I yeah. mean, every volleyball coach wears – sometimes and wears sweatpants even when I watch, you know, just travel gear. Every sport is so different. And, again, and I don't know. Like, it's a great question where I'll still wear a tie here once in a while. I'll wear a suit once in a while. But I'm just more about – probably comfort you, you can still sure. look nice i'm not going to try to look like a slob you know by any means but but yeah i'm glad that you've noticed you know of course yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see I, I i have the privilege of doing a lot of these games i'm wondering when you're going to go full dave krauth and start wearing track jackets well you give me a couple more years like dave dave's earned that right to wear whatever he wants to wear <laughs> not saying dave you looks know. bad but dave, dave is dave has mastered the art of wearing the track jacket you know, with you the know, slacks 
you know, what, what's funny is I still remember, I mean, I'm going to completely go off topic here. No, that's fine. Um, but I still remember, you know, I've never, I never, in my six years working with Dave, I never some wore a tie. And I'll never forget the day that we needed to redo our pictures. Our, like the team photos for the like, year? Yeah, and, and what they can put up online, this and that. And somebody was going to, our SID said, hey, they wanted everybody the same, so they wanted Dave to wear a tie. And I've, I've, Dave got more worked up about that because Dave back then was, was <laughs> kind of a turtleneck, not a mock turtleneck and, and, a, and a jacket. You know, now you just see how he's evolved as well. Like, hey, as we all start in this, in this business, if you look at the younger, you know, I just got done playing Mary. Well, they're not going to be a better, better dressed staff in the country Newman. than what Newman and Adam is, you know. And I come walking in in a sweatshirt, you know, and I'm like, hey, maybe it'll, maybe it'll throw them off. Like, well, why aren't you dressed up? I don't care anymore. Like I do want to, I do want to, I do want to look good, represent our school the best we possibly can. But I hope a lot of people when they leave the game is worried more about the way our team plays oh, than what sure. than what coach is wearing. It's so. just always a fun question to ask, oh, just because yeah. it's all it's always interesting just to see the different styles and 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 what you get away with. I remember with Carla last year when she had the the broken hand or the broken wrist. Carla Nelson from MSU yep. Moorhead, she had to start wearing the track suits, and I remember she told me she hated it. She's like, "I want to look better, but I can't get yep. I can't button shirts right now." No, and and it and it's and it's truthful. Um, just as as you go through, it's it's so much fun going through this league and just seeing coaches evolve and you know what's important. You know, and, and, and everything that you do people have an eye on you anyway oh yeah yeah you know, so i mean good i mean i might have people saying well god he never dresses up but hey that might be a good thing it might be a bad thing i like the sweater look by yeah the way. I, I just i just get to a point that i i want to be comfortable and i want i want to make sure that our team is ready to go and that's my ultimate and sometimes if i go into the closet and i don't have to iron something versus iron it that makes my choice a lot easier as well on, on a game day so my wife does not pick out my clothes for me she doesn't sometimes she probably would rather have me wear a a jacket and a tie but again i don't ask her though either so <laughs> so if she gives me the comment maybe i'll maybe i'll switch something but what you see is what you get with coach right now well right now your style befits your team professional but comfortable there you go i like it there you go upper iowa on friday winona state saturday this team's 17 and 2 come out to the stewart center see these girls they're playing really well right now we'll talk again next week thanks dave Thanks for listening to this Midco SN podcast. To listen to any of our past episodes, visit midcosn.com slash podcast.